Please listen carefully. Hi there, podcast listeners. I'm Greg Ueno, and you're listening to the first episode of a new show, which we're calling Potato Potato. Each episode will invite a mystery guest to tell us a story, and then we'll have a linguist try to guess where our storyteller comes from. And maybe along the way, we'll learn something about the English language. Let's go to my conversation with our mystery guest. I'm here with our storyteller, and could you tell us your name and a little bit about yourself? I'm Nissa Greenberg. Uh, I teach math to high schoolers. I also teach storytelling um, for the moth. Um, And so today I've asked you to prepare a short story for us, a few minutes, Mm -hmm. and ideally it'll be about your childhood or maybe a traumatic experience. I got both those. And in the telling, in the telling, something will come out, your true accent, your true dialect. So if you're ready, take it away. I can jump in. All right, so I'm sitting in the back seat of Adam's mom's minivan, and I feel like uh, all I can think about is how our seating arrangement, the friend's seating arrangement in this car, totally represents the social hierarchy of our friend group. I am in the back seat and it feels like it means something. I feel like I'm always the seventh friend. There's like seven of us and when like six people like Adam and John and Ian and Leo and Josh and Eben all like get together and then I'm there, there's usually only five to six seats in the car because usually we have to uh, go into Adam's Volkswagen Rabbit, which is a tiny sardine can of a car. But today he's got his mom's minivan which means I get to hang out. With the, with the rabbit, with the Volkswagen rabbit, I, uh, I feel like I, 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 there's this awkwardness when we're det- determining if we're going to hang out and everybody's like, well, I guess we only have five seats, maybe six if we cram. And then I end up just saying, oh, I, I actually have homework to do when I like head home. And it stems from just like a feeling of um, that nobody wants to hang out with me. I... Uh, and so I've, I've resorted to just doing lots of homework and doing really well at homework. And it feels like it's finally paid off. I got this um, scholarship to go to Australia uh, over the summer, which I'm really excited about. And I'm excited I'm going to get to go like zip lining in the, in the desert and like the jungle and see these like uh, animals and go scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef. Um, and it feels like it's finally paid off. It feels like being a nerd finally worked out to my advantage. Uh, so I'm sort of daydreaming about that when I tune back into the conversation in the minivan and uh, we're looking for a place to go longboarding. If you've never been longboarding before, longboarding is like skateboarding for boring people. It's like just a form of transportation from point A to point B quicker than normal. And uh, that's what my friends do um, on days when we're supposed to hang out. And today is the day you're supposed to hang out. It's the the last day of school, sophomore year of high school. And uh, I check in and I go, hey, hey guys. And nobody listens to me because I'm in the back seat. And I go, hey, hey guys. And finally people turn around. And I go, what if we, what if we went to West Street Extension? And everybody, this like wave of revelation goes up through the minivan. And it feels like everybody's like, yes, West Street Extension. It's the perfect place to go longboarding. Uh, and it is. It's like it's about a quarter mile stretch of uh, 
slight downhill, which is just exactly what you want. Just a peaceful place to meditate about how lonely you are as you rocket towards the, towards the, uh, towards the ground. And, uh, we all like high five, but it's sort of awkward because we don't really have an emotional connection with each other. And we, uh, take the minivan up to the top of the, the hill and we jump out and Edmund gets on his longboard and he shoots down the hill and he goes off into the darkness. And, uh, and then Josh has his longboard in front of him and he hands it to me and he goes, Hey, Nissa, you go, you came up with the idea. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm getting picked second. I usually get picked last for every sporting event. This I'm getting picked second. So I jump on the longboard and I start going down and I get like five feet before I realize I, I am scared. This is a very fast machine. This is meant to go fast and it is going fast. And uh, I don't want to be going this fast. And I figure, like, maybe I just started off too fast. I need to slow down and start over. Maybe I can, like, go back and forth. Maybe I'm supposed to slalom. I don't really know how to longboard. I never really do this. I never get to go. So I, I say, I'm going to start over. I jump off, and I, my feet hit the ground, and the rest of my body does not stop moving. So the next thing that hits the ground is my face. And then I, like, ragdoll, sort of, like, 360 in the air, and I land on my arm and then my knee and I somersault down the hill. And I can hear as I'm falling all of my friends laughing behind me. And I want to be mad at them, but I don't really blame them because I went about five feet before I <laughs> fell off the longboard. And Leo comes running towards me. And as he's running towards me, I get up and I've got blood gushing out of my knee. It looks like uh, like one of those crappy like dollar store squirt guns i'm just uh is just squirting blood out of my knee and i look down at my arm and there is no skin left on my arm it's just that raw muscly layer right underneath your skin and as leo comes running towards me really he's running towards the skateboard to pick that up but as he's running towards me he stops about five feet from me and he just goes pale and i i go uh I go, what? What's wrong? And I realize that my face is not in the place that it's supposed to be. And my mouth is about an inch. My lower jaw is about an inch back and an inch to the left. And as I feel this, it just swells up with blood. And I just hurl out like a, like a pint of blood onto the ground. And everybody starts scrambling the way like teenage boys scramble, just like, ah, chaos. And we're all running around like, get into the thing. And I get shotgun, which is pretty exciting. And we're, uh, we're j jumping into the car. Uh, we jump into the minivan and we're, uh, and everybody's like, we got to get to the hospital. We got to get to the hospital. And Adam's like, we can't go to the hospital. My mom's working at the hospital. I wasn't supposed to steal the minivan today. And everybody's like, oh no, let's come up with plans. Like teenage boys, when they get like anxious and chaotic, it ju they just turn into planners, like extreme planners. Like, okay, step one, we're going to go home. Uh, step two, we're going to switch into the Volkswagen Rabbit. Step three, we're going to get to the, uh, uh, the hospital. Uh, step four, we'll get this out into the hospital. And um, as they're planning this out, I go, guys, guys. And everybody starts listening because you listen to the guy whose face looks like a jigsaw puzzle that you like crammed the last piece into. And I go, guys, I'm going to get mad of. And they look over and I've just poured about like half of my insides down the side of the minivan door. And there's now just a blood streak down the minivan. And everybody's like, we got to get to the hospital now. And so we, we uh, jet off to the hospital. And as we're uh, jetting off, 
Adam and Ian come up with this plan that we're going to drop me off at the emergency room. They're going to uh, go home. Uh, Ian's going to stay home with the minivan, scrub the uh, scrub it clean, and Adam's going to come back, and no one will know that Ian was even hanging out with us, and we're like totally in the clear. And, I, and this is a great plan, and I say, guys, guys, and they listen to me, and I say, if my parents ask, I was wearing a helmet. And they go, yeah, 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 and we all high-five. And it's like a little better now because we're like a little more emotionally connected. And uh, and we get to the hospital and we get into the emergency room. And what I learn is that I have broken my jaw in two places in uh, the bottom and up on the upper left. And I'm going to have it wired shut for six weeks. And when it's wired shut, you can't go to high altitudes. You can't go swimming. You can't do any physical activity. And I realize that I can't go to Australia. And I've still never been to Australia, but my parents still think I was wearing a helmet. So I feel like I gained friends at least. I think that was probably more than four minutes, but. <laughs> no, I think it was worth it. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> Nissa, our mystery storyteller, I want to thank you for sharing that great story with us. And we'll see what the linguist has to say. Cool. I'm excited. So now it's time to bring in our linguist. Today, that's Dan Duncan, a third-year graduate student in the Department of Linguistics at New York University. Hi, Dan. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So, Dan, what do you do? What do you do in school here? What are you studying? Yeah, so I study um, broadly sociolinguistics, mm -hmm. which is sort of the study of language and society. So both, you know, how we use it to sort of express our social identities, but then also just how it varies regionally and by class and gender and things like that. Okay. And so it's that knowledge or experience with some of the regional variation that we're going to try to exploit today. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Uh, so let's get right into it, Dan. Uh, you've heard the story. And in addition to that, Nissa recorded answers to a short language questionnaire. So let's play a clip of that to give our listeners an idea of what that sounds like. Uh, roof, root, wash, oil, theater, <laughs> iron, salmon. Okay, Dan. So given all that information, what did you hear and where do you think he's from? Really, there were a few things on really the questionnaire alone that stuck out to me. The first being, what's your generic term for a sweetened carbonated beverage? Mm -hmm. I say soda. He said soda. Soda. But, you know, if you're in the South, you'll say Coke. If you're elsewhere, you say pop. The Northeast, South Florida, the West, and Milwaukee and St. Louis say soda. And everywhere else, it's much less prevalent. And we're going to ignore Milwaukee and St. Louis because I'm from St. Louis and I know he wasn't from there. <laughs> okay. That's one way to rule out. Yeah. But, um, you know, California, Northeast, and Florida definitely in play. Something else that stuck out is, you know, what, you know, his term for the shoes you'd be wearing, like in gym class or for athletic activities. Mm -hmm. And he said those are sneakers. Sneakers, they called? Yeah, sneakers. And so, again, this is a similar map where blue is sneakers and red is tennis shoes. And what we see really is that it's just the south tip of Florida and, again, the northeast that says sneakers. 
Okay. So we've kind of ruled out California if if we want to say that, you know, if he's from one place, he's definitely going to have all of certain features now. So just based on these two words, soda and sneakers, you're you're saying he's probably from the Northeast or Florida. Probably, yeah. In both cases, for both soda and uh, for sneakers, the Northeast and Florida are basically the two places where those are more prev- the most prevalent options. So if we're just going to stack probabilities together, that's probably more likely. Okay, but we'd like to be more specific than that even, right? We would, yeah. Okay. Right, so then when he was talking about how to pronounce the word P-E-C-A-N, the nut that often gets used in pies, he said pecan which isn't super helpful and it's spread sort of all over the country but then he also talked about having pecan pie pecan but i would say pecan pie pecan pie yeah okay and so pecan is also really geographically limited so it's really the northeast and then sort of the uh coastal south so the carolinas and virginia now we've already said you know, northeast, we haven't said the coastal areas before. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not the coastal areas. That's just one area that happens to also say that. But the north, northeast still, and um, we can sort of move that line a little bit past north of Philly now, because Philly says, what's that, pecan? Yeah. And, and with this additional bit of information, you're going to rule out Florida as a likely place of origin. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So basically, northeast, somewhere north of North Jersey, probably. Okay, Okay, we're getting closer. Yeah, a little bit closer. All right. right. So Dan, you've you've identified these three words now. Soda, sneakers, and pecans, or some variation thereof. Right. And and it sounds like you think he's from the northeast, but you've got another piece of evidence. Right. Now, so this is something I'm much less sure of, but basically what he um, was sort of responding to was this question, are the words caught and caught pronounced the same or differently for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I know for myself they're the same, caught and caught. Right, and for me they're different, so caught and caught, but it's hard to hear. So anyway, what his answer was was first, was he he just pronounced one of the words it sounded like to me okay. so he said caught well actually i say caught 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 is actually how i say that so what's really interesting about that is that he says he has the distinction mm-hmm. now i went and looked at how he produces those vowels in his in his story yeah he actually produces them the same so oh, he okay. actually has the merger but he doesn't think he does so what's interesting about that is that particularly that pronunciation of of that vowel quat is basically found in the mid-atlantic cities so baltimore philly and new york okay and we've already really sort of geographically ruled out philly and new york because with pecan we moved the line a little bit north of, of philly so it's probably not those two but new york is very much in play now i don't think he's actually from new york in part because he actually has the merger, but not just because of that, but because he's correcting himself to that. And um, Bill Above, the father of sociolinguistics, basically mm-hmm. had found 
that New Yorkers have really negative impressions of their own local speech. So if he was a true New Yorker, he would not be admitting to saying that after he just said it ah, better okay. or, you know, better. So I think he's close enough to New York, basically, that he knows that that's the target vowel that he should be trying to hit, mm -hmm. but far enough away that he actually doesn't use that at all. Well, Dan, you've laid out the evidence. Where do you think our storyteller is from? Right. So I, I do think he's probably from like Connecticut, somewhere that has ties to New York, but not much of a regional identity in and of itself. Okay. Yeah. But in the Northeast. Definitely in the Northeast. Okay. Let's find out where our storyteller is actually from. <laughs> um, I'm Nissa Greenberg and I'm from Maine. I'm from a small coastal town in Maine. Uh, but my dad is from Brooklyn, New York, and I was always told growing up that I say things much more like my uh, my dad and my New York family. So I feel like I have a, a, new, a, a subtle New York accent, probably. My mom's from Sweden, too, so that's another whole thing. My mom's got a heavy Swedish accent. Okay, <laughs> so that was our big reveal. Yeah. What do you think? I think... Honestly, the somewhere in the Northeast is really about the best we could do. Mm -hmm. But I think the I, I'm really surprised that he, he feels he has such close ties to New York. Oh, um, okay. I'm actually surprised that, that that sort of social thing that I just was taking a stab at was mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you did narrow it down to the Northeast. Yeah. I'm uh, surprised. <laughs> and uh, I think that was a pretty good guess. Um, I think we'll we'll chalk that up as a win for you. Nice. Yeah, very <laughs> good. Um, that concludes our first episode of Potato Potato. I'm Greg Oeno, and thanks for joining me, Dan Duncan. Yeah, thanks for having me. I produced and edited today's show. Our music is by Jazzer. Special thanks to our storyteller, Nissa Greenberg, and to Ben Lilly. 